really have swimming pools here in the UK. No, though I did know someone at university that we went to together um, <gasps> who did have a pool. <laughs> is it the person I now immediately think it is? Is it I him? Don't know. I don't know. It was a guy, <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> was his mum the uh, Belgian prime minister? Not prime minister. That would be way too much. That would be way too much. <laughs> no, not him, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. A different pool. He had a pool. If you didn't see the pool, it's because you were in the, diff- the wrong wing of his flat. <laughs> Goodman knows this person. So when you speak to Goodman next, you can be like, hey, do you remember who it was that had a pool at uni? <laughs> and he'll pan reveal and he's in it now. Oh, my God. <gasps> Oh my god. Well, yeah, we don't have pools in the UK because what with the cold and the rain and the general Britishness of it all. Um, what's a good British thing that could be haunted? And call it night, whatever that thing is. Golf course? Night golf course. <laughs> night. I- night swing! <laughs> night swing! That's it. Bye everyone. I hope you had a good... Um, this is one good thing. Watch on... Watch? No, don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, watch this... it wherever you want. We're not going to construct sentences anymore. We just came up with Night Swing. Bye. Night Swing. Bye. Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that will always polo your marker. I'm Paul Spooky Dead Guy, and I am joined for our very first 2024 film by friend of the podcast and the Paul, Casey Maiden. Hi. Hey. Hey, horror check. Um, as part of our ongoing attempt to capture the cutting edge of recent releases and everything that's hot at the box office, we're going to talk about a movie that bombed two weeks ago. Yay, we are so, <laughs> you, because this is my podcast, are so on trend. <laughs> we are literally hitting the algorithm. <laughs> I'm in my pyjamas, it's, so, it's a good day. <laughs> Look, we're both fucking steaming hot right now, is what you need to know. <laughs> and that's the only way you can be if you're going to talk about the 2024 Bloomhouse horror film, Night Swim. Micah. You need to say something back. Ronan, Marco! Why aren't you saying anything? My kids have seen things. And I'm worried something is happening to my husband. Dad? I've been looking for you. There has to be some way to stop this. Marco. So this is an adaptation of the short horror film that Bryce Maguire and his friend Ron Blackhurst wrote and directed in 2014. The short was apparently filmed in the backyard of musician Michelle Branch, which is fun. Oh, I love if Michelle I... Branch. You like Michelle Branch? That's a good song. Oh, cool. Well, literally it's in her pool. Like oh, If wow. I had a pool, Hi, I would 
I would let people come and film horror movies, like, on my house. <laughs> on my house. My roof is super spooky. Get up there. <laughs> A weird pull that actually gets teens to your place. Uh, teens? <laughs> teens. Who I assume that the filmmakers teens were teens. Place? <laughs> I'm trying to get teens about, you know. Not for any <laughs> nefarious reasons. I just think it would make me seem more bohemian if i just had a random a random nine-year-old that's nobody's just wandering around all the chaos i feel like that would happen in like san francisco drug dens i mean the like how much percentage do you know about san francisco drug dens i know as much as the movies has taught me so three percent three percent not many films get said in san francisco drug dens not enough anyway until my screenplays start getting picked up But I'll tell you whose screenplay did get picked up is... <laughs> oh, that was that was a segue. <laughs> uh, Bryce Maguire. Um, yes, the film went viral and came to the attention of James Wan, who agreed to purchase the rights to the film, and just ten short years later, here we are. Oh my god, James Wan is so, like, busy. He's so busy, he He's had to like, go and make... He's like, oh, that... yeah, I forgot about that he film. Had... <laughs> he had to go and make Furious 7, The Conjuring 2, Aquaman, Malignant, and Aquaman 2. Aquaman. Aquaman. Then, Aquaman. Aquaman. He, he had Why to get the Aquaman. Why did they not call Aquaman? it Aquaman? Oh my god, what are they doing? Look, he had all the Aquaman Aquaman. And <laughs> then he focused on making this movie. Uh, Maguire returns to direct and write the feature. He says he grew up in Florida, surrounded by the water, and so had a healthy fear of the water because of having friends who drowned. Hurricanes that flooded homes, boating accidents, and shark attacks. Guys, is that just don't go to Florida? Florida, yeah. If you come from Florida, it's just (laughs) something that just happens to every third person, so that everyone has a a warning about it. My ex is in Florida, okay, um, and he sometimes sends me like he would just be like, "Yeah, so I was just at the laundromat at three a.m. and I was talking to this hobo with no shoes on." And then there was like this lizard and it just came up to us and I'm like, what the fuck is your life? What the fuck is what the fuck are you doing, Florida? Like, no wonder this is why your voting history is whack as shit. <laughs> oh god. Well, the film expanded the short by adding an quote epic supernatural mythology with a gothic fairy tale undercurrent for the story's sinister swimming pool. Yeah, that's what that's what it needed. That's what it, that's 100% what it needed. A lengthy Wikipedia article explaining the backstory. That was, that's what chills me to the core. <laughs> I mean, it has been really cold this last couple of days. Mm, true. It, yeah, it's, I, I think it's uh, lengthy Wikipedia articles about backstories, but it might just be the really un- un- horrible weather. Who's to say? Not the weather, man. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, the film has been released in January. Now, that's not typically a good sign. No, um, if you start the so often at the beginning of the year, there's like yeah. a, a shit horror film, right? Like right well, at the beginning yes, of the year. Exactly. Reason being, hmm. um, here in the UK and elsewhere outside of the US, we tend to get all of the American awards contenders that have been delayed from the end of 2023. You know, because it takes time to get the movies through that big tube they pump movies through. I guess to get them across <laughs> the Atlantic. So difficult. Oh my god. It's so hard. You have to push a whole bunch of crap in after it in order to get them all the way through. <laughs> and that's so, why you get nice. No, <laughs> so you get nice. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're kidding, guys. I? We're gonna be. It's we're gonna be less thing, sassy so, like... soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In terms of American movies, we get a lot of good stuff at the end of the year, and also awards bait. But in the states where all these movies come out in November and December, they tend to treat January as a dumping ground, uh, particularly for horror movies they aren't sure about. 
sometimes you'll get a surprise hit like Megan. Megan from like literally how was that? How is that a year ago? I know, right? I'm like it feels like five years ago, but also feels really <laughs> like close by. Yeah. But also it feels great present. movie. It was great. Megan is great. Um, other times you get Night Swing. Swim. Swing. <laughs> swing. Damn it. Nice swing. <laughs> I'm going to milk this into the ground. You'll see merchandise this time next week. <laughs> uh, the film that was received by critics, like someone there, just just there, you know? Mm-hmm. Who is that? I hate that. It's just a guy by the pool. Weird. <laughs> Deirdre Crimmins at That Shelf said, Night Swim takes itself far too seriously, and we all suffer for that. We all suffer for that, Katie. All of us, even those all of us who didn't see Night Swim. When I did, obviously, I don't want to say thus. Any of you guys who didn't see Night Swim, you're yeah, suffering because you, you have to listen to this podcast about You suffer Night for that. Swim, so. You know, the, the, the real victims of Night Swim that I worry about is the future generations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, the public, meanwhile, uh, forgot their trunks, but got in anyway. My pool. It's going to be full of your pubes. Ooh. Ooh. I assume oh. that's what trunks are mainly for, to keep the pubes in. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't swim. I don't swim. You'd I move in swim. and the house would be like, haha, and you'd be like, haha, pool, I don't swim. Yeah, <laughs> never swim. I I moved in here just to look at you. <laughs> oh, it is alluring, though. No. Oh, damn it, you got me. Uh, f- Futuro on Google said, I wasted two hours of my life in an empty movie theater, bawling my eyes out at because of how little fear I felt. So what you do when you're really unafraid? I what? was so Are unafraid. You okay? I started crying. <laughs> Are you okay? And also, empty cinema, amazing, best maybe... possible scenario. Yeah. Oh to my watch god. Any film, pretty yes. much. Not en- maybe not any. Literally. Film. No. No, like not anything. But film. <laughs> this film would have been lovely. I mean, to be honest, if it, we we went and saw it as a as a threesome, and if we had had the place to ourselves, as we bloody well should have at ten thirty on a Saturday. Yeah, what the fuck were we doing there? What what were the what were the other people doing there? What were the three other know. people of whom one left doing in that cinema? <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, I was here for night swing. <laughs> this isn't about golf at all. <laughs> it's weirdly about baseball. <laughs> Yeah, I've forgotten. <laughs> it was about baseball. No, I haven't. Enti- this is a baseball movie. It's a baseball uh, movie. Nobody cries about baseball. Apart from that guy <laughs> who's bawling his eyes out in the cinema. Bawling his eyes out? Oh, baseballing his eyes out. Baseballing his eyes out. We are on fire. And I have not done three minutes, so I shall do that whilst we're talking. And I distractedly try and do a plot rundown whilst we do it, whilst I do it. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, Night Swim has 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 10 on IMDb, and 68% on IMDb. A rec- no. uh, sorry, on Google. <laughs> a record low for Google. Um, uh, it also made no money. It made $15 million on a $20 million budget. Whoops. Wow, it lost money. It lost $5 it, million. Dollars. At least, because there would have been promotion as well. And this yeah. movie has been promoted. We saw the trailers, like, a while ago. We did, and I was like, ooh, a Blumhouse. Let's do yeah. it. But also, is a Blumhouse, so, like... <laughs> it wasn't like... <laughs> I didn't have high hopes, is what I'm saying. Oh, God. Do I don't have many much in the way of quotes to pull from here, so... So, Katie, you Dr. Sridhar. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't even get that one. (laughs) Uh, That's the doctor from the movie, apparently. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's one thing about Night Swim that made you never want to play baseball again? (laughs) I don't think I've ever played baseball. Um, (laughs) I, so, 
straight up about to ruin a part of the end of the movie (gasps) so (laughs) the the swimming pool grants like your deepest heart's desire or whatever Uh like your biggest wish yeah and um during when just the main family move in they play this game at the beginning where the dad will drop coins into the pool Oh. And the kids will go and swim and pick them up and they can keep the quarters or whatever they're picking up. You know, like cash. Yeah. John, obviously, that was a 50. No! <laughs> obviously, that's like foreshadowing the ending because when you throw coins into water, you make a wish. Ah. So if you go to like a fountain or a well, you throw a coin in and you make a wish. So obviously, yeah. they're like, you know, kind of foreshadowing the ending in the way that the dad is the one who is you know gonna get his heart's desire or you know whatever and um he's the one that throws the coins in to the pool so it's like he's the one that made the wish kind of thing oh my god i assume this was deliberate um otherwise it was a really good coincidence (laughs) (laughs) either the director's decision or pure fate it was a wonderful thing that illuminated our lives okay well what happens in bloody night swim then i guess because it's a new movie maybe we won't spoil the very end we'll take it to a point yeah, no, okay. So, um, starts off with a spooky beginning. There's yes, we start in 1992. Kid. Yeah. Uh, Ala- Aladdin, Nirvana, JPEG standard. <laughs> I was three it's... year before. You know. <laughs> it's a hell of a year. Um, one year left of the Scarlet Cinema. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, one year left. Hurry up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Okay, so the, there's a young girl. She's, like, about you know, eight or something. She's yeah, got a sick girl. brother. And, and a sick at... boat. And a sick boat. Sick, <laughs> but like good. Anyway, she looks out the window and she's like, oh, there's my brother's favourite toy floating in the pool. I'm going to go get it from. So she runs He can snuggle it in bed. His his plastic <laughs> boat. Like, his plastic know. wet boat. <laughs> Here you go, I'm pretty sure sick that... brother. Have I'm pretty sure this is how he got boat. sick in the first place. <laughs> wet, too many wet toys. And then, ooh, and then, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> um, so anyway, she goes down, tries to get the boat out, falls in the pool. Spooky shit yeah. happens. Yeah. Cut to the end of spooky first yeah. scene, right? She, yeah, basically, a short horror happens to her. So she gets got by the night swim. We cut to <laughs> apparently present day, although it still feels like I, I genuinely thought this might have been set in like the early noughties or something. Yeah, it was very just... early noughties. Like we didn't see any like tech did we There's i no think tech. we see like an what? iphone every now and again like the mama has an iphone and i think does maybe she the because... daughter has she does because in the car she pulls out her iphone i was like oh it's an iphone ah but like because I the don't... kid yeah. when the kid goes to photograph the, the night swim he gets out like this really old camera yeah i guess like, like a camcorder out <laughs> um so you cut to this family and they are yeah. the wallers the wallers we have yeah. baby pliskin <laughs> we have kerry feckin condon yeah, as the mum. Girl from trailer. Girl from trailer. <laughs> and the kid who played Neil Armstrong's son in First Man, who uh... is amazingly named Rick Armstrong, the kid that I Neil think I remember kid. that from Armstrong, and I was like, no <laughs> fucking way. You named your kid Rick and your name's Armstrong? So yeah, he's Rick Armstrong. But Baby Pliskin is a stickball man, and he's got some kind of terrible sadness disease that means he can't do his ball sticking anymore. He's actually got MS. And is it, it MS? Is, it is mentioned very briefly. Like, right. in a throwaway comment in the Doctor, he, he's like, oh, you know, you've got, like, 
vanilla MS, like basic MS. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is this is great. I was I was a little bit worried as someone with like family with motor diseases that I was right. gonna get cross about it and be like, this isn't how MS works. And then I remembered that it's a horror movie and it's fine. Yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, but. Yes, the uh, crazy old estate agent shows them some places. And then there's this one place. It's been in our books for a while now. <gasps> it's inexplicably cheap, but don't ask, don't ask, don't ask about it. Oh, that sounds it. great. Let's get that. <laughs> I would, would you, yeah, I would move into a murder house, I think. If it was cheap. If it was cheap, come like, on. Like, how cheap would talk? <laughs> yeah, But also, exactly. the, these people have money. He, he So their dad... Um, mm. He used to be a ex-pro baseball player. Like we see all this like footage from his past and his like trophies and like baseball bats and mitts and whatever mitts and bits, mitts and bits. And so like he used to be like a pro. So it's not like they are poor, but they're no. like, oh, we could move into this nice town. They're like driving through the town and everyone looks like suburban and. You know, like they're living their best lives and the kids are playing on the street. And I think the parents are like, we could settle down here. And the mum gets a job at the local school as the as like an admin while she gets her degree that's never talked about again. Um, <laughs> She's so yes. studious. So it's like, hey, let's just settle down here. Also, it has a pool. The kids will love it. Also, he can do water therapy for his basic ah. MS. Uh, his basic ass MS. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't remember how she describes it. It's like, she didn't say early onset, which is obviously what she should have said. She right. says something like, I don't know, it's it's like, you know, soft MS. It's it's soft MS. <laughs> um, I was like, Incidentally, great. just looked up the three men. Uh, Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son, was in The Woman in the Window uh, doing sort of douchey facial expressions. I remember falling oh, out with him about. That's the dad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wyatt Russell. Yeah, Pliskin Jr. cuts his hand. How? He, um, there's a glass of water. No, 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 sorry. Oh, oh. That is how the daughter falls cuts over. Cuts her foot, yes. He cuts his hand in the pool, right? He's like reaching into the pool to pull something out, like um, some oh, dirt yes. or something. They're cleaning that, he reaches, the pool. He yeah, reaches into the vent. the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, before they put the water in, they're all cleaning it. They're all like, and the daughter's like, I'm going to join the swim team, which barely ever comes <laughs> up. Anyway, yeah. and then he's trying to clean the vent, and he, he cuts, like, the pool is yeah. like, I don't like that. It tickles. And it, like, cuts his hand. Yeah. So they send a guy who looks like five other different guys to check out the pool. Um, <laughs> For some reason, we both, we all found this guy really funny. Yeah, we found him funny. He was quite funny. But I, as soon as he came up, I looked at you and was like, no way it's... And then I can't remember who I thought it was, but whoever it was, it wasn't him because I don't know this guy. <laughs> but he did look funny. <laughs> he did. Um, yes, yeah, so he tells them that actually you've got uh, water coming up from an ancient natural hot spring. And that's very lucky. It's going to self-clean. It'll be hot all but all on its own. You know, very few dead kids. Just like minimum maximum three dead kids like maybe okay so what if it's one more month than you'd get from the water company you're still saving a lot of money yeah natural hot spring water and they're like okay cool lucky i guess not with it not if you invite puby jeff to come and swim you need chemicals they don't need like chemicals or anything no no great stuff it's just it's just great you should get naked and jump in so they get naked. <laughs> no. Okay. So they, and then they they all get their bathing suits on and they jump in yeah. and, and like yeah. um you know 
they're having a good time. The kids are playing the coin game. The dad's swim. The the mom's yeah. doing laps and stuff. The dad's like doing yeah. his um crunches in the pool for his <laughs> MS, which is yep. like getting so much better now they've got a pool. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, the following scenes happen in no particular order. <laughs> Oh my god! Just, just to let you know, there is a particular order. Okay, you you let me know the order of these things. No, what Condon... I'm saying is to, to them, the listeners. There's a particular oh yeah, it's order. not. Doesn't mean that we are going to tell you them in a particular order. <laughs> See if we can judge. We could do this like timeline, like the card game. I'll say a thing from the movie. You tell me if it happened before or after the thing. The last thing I All mentioned. Right, okay, go on then. The cat goes missing. Okay, is the first one. Condon sees a scary guy by the pool while she's swimming. Oh, okay. So that happens before the cat. Okay. So Condon, then mum, sees a scary person. Yeah. Sees a scary guy by the pool and thinks it's her husband, but it's not. Then cat goes missing. Pliskin's hand gets healed. Yeah, Pliskin's hand gets healed. Yeah, so magically it's like He like looks at his plaster he's like, huh... I'm going to take this off. He takes it off all slow and melancholy. And oh my God, his hand is like brand new. OMG, guys. Weird. Uh, also, his disease is clearing up. His MS is clearing up. Yeah. So he goes back to the doctor and they're like, I've never seen anything like it before from your brain scan and your demeanor <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> your demeanor has really improved. Thanks. Thanks. I and like he has. doesn't need his stick anymore. He's like a walking stick. Yeah. Um, and his MS is like cleared up like a cold i guess yeah I yeah <laughs> you had a great weekend on the night owl and that has sorted everything out you have drank she he drank a lot of water um <laughs> you know stayed hydrated <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't worry that's not gonna be a problem why is that tell you about it in quick fire uh trailer girl gets close to a christian swim team member who comes over for a swim where she gets trailered by the night swim after the cat goes missing. Yeah. Okay. And after the hand heal, I think. Yeah. Though I'm I think... slightly unclear. The teenage <laughs> girl has her boyfriend over, or potential boyfriend over, Ooh. who's also on the swim team. <laughs> yeah. And they swim, and then she, they're playing Marco Polo from the trailer. Yeah. He, he gets out, and then she, some spooky shit happens to her. And then she like comes up, like she's like splashing around and he like saves her. And he's like, why didn't you say fresh out of war? Which you're just supposed to say if you think the person's got out of the pool. Very straight rules. And she's like, oh, that was spooky. Um, oh no, my parents are home. You gotta go. <laughs> you gotta get out of here. And uh, you were only going to have one sentence for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so look forward to that. Um, <laughs> Rick, Rick Armstrong hears the ghost of the young girl at the start who gives her full name. Who are you? My name is Rebecca Summers. Oh, that's before. Early. Yeah, yeah that's, that's before. early. So that's like <laughs> way at the beginning of all this. This might even be before the cat goes missing. Oh my God. Or maybe just after the cat. I think it might be just after the cat goes missing. Yeah, yeah. he hit, he, um, yeah, for some reason she's summer something, summer Andrews or something like that. Um, right. And she's like, yeah, here's my full full first and surname for some fucking yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> for later. For, for very important reasons later. <laughs> uh, Pliskin teaches some of his son's friends to play the stick ball, but the pool makes him super strong. Oh Look yeah, so to... that's after he finds out that his MS has been has cleared up from the night right. that he took. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, and then he gets super strong and he like hits the ball 
and it's like goes really far like in a yep. like in a proper ball game that he used to play and he tears the uh, the sort of uh, the skin of it he sort of tears the stitches cuz he hit it so good yeah the ball yeah. yeah uh yeah anything else before the pool party no i think that's where the pool party happens cuz okay, like, so... the mum's like we should like the mum and dad are like we should have a pool party to like because the son is a nerd and they don't realize they should just let him be a nerd like the rest of us. And he'll figure <laughs> know, it right? out when they meet a friend when he's 18. Um, <laughs> That's how it goes. Let him get to university. Guys, he'll just be let him okay. go to uni. Find your person. It yeah. will be okay. You'll be doing a podcast in like years. Um, <laughs> this kid's got podcast written all over him. <laughs> he's a white guy. He's got podcast written all over him. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah, so they have a pool party. Um, because Pool they party. want their son to like have friends or whatever, and the daughter's going to invite some of the swim team, and, and the mum's going to invite her estate agent because she's not got much going on. The estate agent is great. Yeah, <laughs> the estate agent's great, and she shows up, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you guys are settling into this place. I didn't think you would after the murder." After oh. the oh no, it wasn't a murder; it was a oh, drowning. No. She's like, it was "Oh, a- did you? Sorry, I didn't tell you about the horrific drowning that happened." <laughs> Well, what, do you mean like this? Says the dad as he goes out and drowns a kid. Because, yeah, he holds on to a kid, gets into the pool, and... Yeah. doesn't let him let go of the kid basically oh no the kid the kid the, oh uh, yeah i think the kid was the problem actually but fine the pool but basically then the fam <laughs> like the families are like you're weird we don't want to be friends with you pool party is over <laughs> so they go off and yeah it's time for that foreboded research montage as kerry feckin condon finds out the <laughs> truth about the night swim and about, maybe the night about, the night about the night swim. About the night swim. Yeah, she finds the truth out about the girl who um, gave her full yeah. name, and um, because she works at the school. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth, and she finds out the truth, and then that's horror, horror movie. And then that's horror. That's horror, folks. Well, we don't want to ruin the ending, right? And that's basically no. the ending. So yeah. yeah, she finds out like you know the truth, yeah. and then some more <gasps> horror happens, and that's it. Da da da. Da da da. Yeah, and that's it. Da da da. So, what did you think of? Night Swim. Night Swim. You know what? I wasn't mad at Night Swim. Like, I was. I didn't hate it. Um, There are, yeah. have been horror movies that we've gone to see in the last year. Well, I've come out and I was like, that was atrocious. Why yeah. did I see this movie? I'm cross at it. This is, yeah. like, not what horror is about. As a horror fan, I am outraged. Like, yeah. Exorcist Believer, for example. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't mad at it. You know, it was, it was like you said, it's half ten on a Saturday morning. There were six of us in the screen, yeah. and, and three of them were, like... Well, us. Me, us. So, and all the other people there are on their own, so... Yeah, which was them. kind of... That made it a bit awkward, because if it hadn't been for them, or if they had been in pairs and had also been laughing along, I feel like we could have been a bit... You know, but we're not dicks, so I feel like we were dialing it back a bit. A yeah, bit, like... a little bit, but also like a yeah. kind of like I would also have gone on my own had you guys not been free. Oh, true. So, <laughs> so you'd it, have been it... also there. <laughs> I would have been the hello. Um, uh. can I be friends? <laughs> Why don't we all sit together? Let's laugh at this movie together. And they're like, no, we're here. We're here for serious horror. Uh, apart from that one guy who left. <laughs> apart from that guy who left, who thought he was showing up for the Eras tour. You're so late. 
You're so, so late. late. Like, but it is next door. <laughs> <laughs> it's still going. It's still happening right now. Uh, you open oh, the door God. and you just hear, like, <laughs> what you made me do. Um, anyway, so, yeah, no, I, di- I, I didn't, wasn't mad at it. Obviously, this is not a good horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, but... No, but it's not also... I'm not mad at it in the way that some movies, I'm like, they just made this for money, how dare they, da-da-da. It was, like, sure. one of those, like, it's the start of the year, let's see a Blumhouse movie... There were a couple of spooky bits. I wasn't scared at any point, but that might yeah. be because I'm like highly desensitized. <laughs> um, True. But we did laugh yeah. at some bits, which actually, <laughs> it, it's not like it's a comedy movie, but horror no. can make you laugh in some points when you've seen enough of it that you're like, oh, I know this trope, or yeah. that's a funny face that that person made, you know? And there were bits of it as well, which I think we both agreed were different to other kind of um like standard Blumhouse horror movies, which we both thought, oh, that yeah. was a bit different. So that was good. It wasn't yeah. particularly good writing, it wasn't a particularly good storyline, but it also wasn't bad either. So very like middle of the road, see it if you're a horror fan, <laughs> don't see it if you're not a horror fan kind of movie. Yeah, exactly. I think it had really good um I, I really liked the family dynamic, which kind of formed the core of the thing. And I was looking forward to them getting into a kind of horror situation they reminded me of the family from poltergeist where they're all just kind of likable and i'm interested Mm. in what they're doing and they're not stereotypical you know especially the kids you know they're they're a bit different from these you know standard cutout characters but then as the movie went on they were all very underdeveloped and all of the at least somewhat interesting things they were establishing about them where each one of them really had something they were up to kind of gets dropped in favor of just investigation because unfortunately the big cardinal sin of this movie i think is that it just decided it wanted to provide all the backstory which i'm very worried about it uh the it they follow movie i'm really worried they're going to get into the mythology of it and try and explain the monster and it's like no don't do that don't don't, ev- d- don't explain the monster just don't like, ever explain right. the monster in this they they should have not explained it and yeah. then, like how we said, you know, she finds out the truth at the end. Mm. Don't explain it. It's just a terrifying monster. Instead of explaining it, take more time to defeat it as a family. Yeah. And also, yeah, develop those other things. Like the sister with her mm. swim team. We never see the swim team. We never see her swimming in, like, the pool at school. No, we never see her interact with any other kids. Only the sort of main kid, which I think bespeaks that this is a short filmmaker making their first feature. Yeah. You know, the, the scope of the whole thing feels quite small, which can mean intimate, but other times does mean a little isolated. The only time to do a good reveal is if the thing that you're going to reveal is spookier than, you know, the the potential mystery, which is a very hard thing to gauge. I'm thinking of Cobweb, which has quite a good reveal. Yes, I did enjoy that. Yeah. And also, like, the family dynamic itself was spooky. But yes. in this one, the family dynamic wasn't spooky. So you needed other spook outside of... The family dynamic. Also, if you had a scene in the school pool or a different pool where she's swimming, you could have had the contrast between like a normal pool that was like clear (laughs) water and like, you know, it's all good and she's swimming up and down. Oh my God, look how speedy she is in comparison to their spooky outdoor pool. Yeah. Yeah. So it devotes a bit too much time to explanation. The central concept of what the pool actually wants and what it's willing to do just felt a bit, uh, if I use the word random, it'll be taken the wrong way, but it seemed to work in an inconsistent manner. And it didn't feel congruous, like a consistent threat. Like, it's not a simple thing that, you know, oh, the pool is alive or the water's alive. Like, it's summoning ghosts outside of the pool, then it's pulling you in, and it's not clear how the two are related to each other. And this is something that was kind of true of the short, which I did watch today. 
Um, it is very short. It's about four minutes long. And it's essentially a sort of, you know, you've seen them all the time. The most famous of them is Lights Out. Kind yeah. of build up to a single scare. But the scare it builds up to isn't that frightening. Oh. And I think it's the same in this. There's a lot of silhouettes. There's a lot of sort of, oh, spooky people who shouldn't be here. But the makeup effects aren't brilliant. I remember some of the underwater things are quite good. I think there was one that was just a big guy with very baggy sort of jowly skin, if I remember correctly. And he was quite spooky. But otherwise, they're quite unmemorable. The uh, the bads of this. It's not It Follows, where they make regular people, or at least somewhat regular people, look genuinely frightening. Yeah, or like in, even though it's not a great movie overall, in Smile. Oh, yeah. Where they do have, like, regular people looking terrifying when they're smiling. Yeah. Yeah, Night, Night Swim definitely feels a cut below something like Smile, which is very polished, very sheeny, and kind of, you know, by-the-numbers horror, but this... This basically feels like a fairly generic horror movie that's not quite been done <laughs> as well as it might be. So it mm. would be probably forgettable even if it was more competent. I mean, it let's feel see like... in a couple mm. of months or a year if we remember seeing Night Swim. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are some movies, looking back at last year, I yeah. could look at my letterbox and be like, oh, that movie. Yeah, like, I feel that way about The Boogeyman. Yeah, like, oh, have... I've completely forgotten the plot of the boogeyman. Like, com- yeah. like when you mentioned it, I was like, "Which one was that?" And you were like, "Oh, it's the psychiatrist." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, the psychiatrist shit, gets you bad. The whole movie, yeah, that weird light thing that they were doing to get him not afraid, where the light was going to go off for increasingly long periods of time. That was like the only. I don't even know if it was a male or female child actually thinking about it is how forgettable the boogeyman was. Yeah. But this isn't. I wouldn't put this alongside something like Firestarter, for example, where we were persistently entertained by how bad it was it was so bad it was so bad but it kept doing weird things that made us laugh more yeah but really like a horror isn't supposed to make you laugh obviously we laugh because of like the app the consistency that we see horror movies at sure but really it shouldn't make you laugh it should it should scare you or spook you or at least have some gore this didn't scare me at any point during the movie no, it's not very frightening, which is a no. shame because I really had high hopes. It was um, it was me, Katie, and one of my friends from Burt Beck, and I was kind of... This is the first film the three of us had seen together, so I was hoping for something we could get a bit more involved in. And like whenever there was a moment like with the cat, and we all knew the cat was going to go, and we kind of just go, oh no, run, kitty. Like, <laughs> trying to get a bit of like energy going, but it didn't really accommodate that. It wasn't a fun movie to watch. Yeah, they had like horror movie tropes. Like you see the pet and you're like, oh, the pet's dead. And then, you know, the bit where the mum opens the fridge and she closes the fridge and there's a kid standing behind it. And it's like, well, I know the kid's going to be there. We know this gag. Yeah, like (laughs) this isn't every horror movie. There is one bit where there's a glass of water and the water starts like move and smashes. And I'm like, oh, okay, the pool is interacting with water. But at no other point during the movie does it interact with water. (laughs) It's not like someone's taking a shower and it's mud or like someone's pouring a glass of water and it's blood or something. No, it's just that's the only point that it interacts with water. And I'm like, okay, that you could have done that a lot more yeah and the scares in general were very predictable and quite samey really it was just a dark figure at the side of the pool and then something pulls you underwater That kind of deal. So it's, yeah, it's not a very easy film to recommend. It's, um, 
yeah, fairly generic, which is a shame because at least for the first act, it really had me going. And I think a big part of that is the dynamic of the family. Um, Wyatt Russell, Kerry Condon, Amelie Hofell, which seems to be relatively new as the teenage girl, and Gavin Warren as the boy. Those four probably form the sort of crucial heart of the film. And I do like their dynamic. Wait, I Although, thought the boy was Rick Armstrong. Rick Armstrong's the name of um, Neil Armstrong's son. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was nicknaming no, him what? that. Oh, okay. No, okay. So I thought that his name is Nick Armstrong. Rick Armstrong. No, no, no. And I was like, oh, that's why he was in the movie. Okay, fine, fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. fine. I Although I, I will say, Wyatt Russell, there were moments in this where I was like, is Wyatt Russell good? <laughs> because sometimes he delivers lines very badly. <laughs> I mean... He wasn't great. <laughs> he wasn't movie. great. I really feel Condon was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Condon, Condon and the kids. was so good in um, yeah. Banshees. Uh, Banshees yeah. that I was just like, is that her? Like, do you know what I mean? When you're looking at <laughs> yeah. someone, you're like, is this the same actress? Why is she in this movie? I forgot she was in this and did not recognize her for I did not recognize like, her. The accent was I think very she f- had... spot on. Um, she had blonde hair in this and in obviously Banshees yeah, yeah, yeah. she doesn't. And I just yeah. like was completely thrown off when you were like that. Well, when we were at the end, we were like, that's Carrie Condon. And I was like, no, it wasn't. Oh, my God. I just looked up that she's in Better Call Saul. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's she very good. She is a character actress. There you go. <laughs> she will disappear into a role. And before um, we do good things, can I just mention yeah. one thing that I came out and I was like, why was this called Night Swim? Because honestly, there are two instances <laughs> of them swimming at night. There's one where the, yeah. the mum swims at night like she's doing laps like yeah. um just regular laps and then the lights flicker and stuff and she's like oh that's spooky and then um there's a second one where the daughter from the trailer where the daughter yeah. is playing marco polo with the boyfriend yeah. um those are the only two instances where they are night swimming yeah all the rest of the swimming happens during the day apart from obviously the scene at the beginning where the, the girl drowns mm. and i'm like there was as we mentioned there was more baseball in this movie yeah. than there was night swimming. Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> the night and swing. I was just like, there should have builds. been more night swimming to, yeah. to, to justify calling this night swim. I still maintain yeah. that it should have been called like either Marco Polo or yeah. like, you know, just <laughs> something, you know. like It was like death. a comedy reveal. <laughs> what death? When, I don't know. <laughs> when we saw the trailer, it really was like a comedy reveal because we saw it. She's yeah. swimming around in the pool and... <laughs> You know, we're thinking, it's what's nice. this? Yeah. Is this a sequel? It's really presumptuous to just launch into a scene like this, but kind of interesting because the trailer was basically the the big scare scene of the movie, which is a problem because it is the big horror set piece of the movie. Yeah. And you've got most of it, including the reveal in the trailer, um, which is basically a reenactment of... Well, no, actually, Carrie Condon swimming at the beginning is basically what happens in the short film. You know, okay. sees a figure and then there's a yank. Um yeah, so that only happens three times, like you say, and they're all the same thing. But yeah, um, in the trailer, it's just like, what is this? You know, what's it called? And then it just comes up, Night Swim, and it's so literal. We were like, the first time we saw that, we yeah. were cracking up. Because yeah, because yeah. it's so literal. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like if you had a Jason Statham trailer, and at the end of it, it was just like, bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> bald guy beats up everyone. <laughs> bald guy like. punch. Bald guy punch. Oh my god, that's every time I see him now, all I'm going to think about is bald guy punch. Like watching the beekeeper, I'm just going to be like, bald guy punch, bald guy punch, a swim and a miss. Let's. <laughs> you suck. I know, right? Let's so get. Let's let's quick fire. Okay. 
Quickfire. Aya Jean Della Bieva. She was really endearing as a little yeah. girl at the start. And throughout the movie, because she reoccurs and she's this tragic and she's this tragic figure. She's in a movie called Could You Hug a Cactus Kindness Cast. Oh, let's Aww. watch that. Let's watch that with this endearing little night swim girl. Um, there's a book about J horror, which the fir- the first um the first chapter is called Dead Wet Girls. <laughs> oh and my she god! Reminded oh me yeah, of, of course. Chapter. There's a lot of dead wet girls in that movie. <laughs> no, that movement in in that movement in J horror in general. And I was like, oh, this is- she can join the dead wet girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That whilst looking at the IMDb thing, there is an IMDb list that someone has created, um, which contains the idiots, uh, the Exorcist believer, Malibu Horror Story, um, this Night Swim, Thanksgiving, Wish, Renaissance, the Beyonce film, The Oath, The Iron Claw, uh, The Boys in the Boat, yeah, and the name of the list is not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like. Is this best movies? Because I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I love the idea. I'm mostly okay with it, apart from uh, Iron Claw. Um, yeah, oh god, Iron Claw's gonna kick all the ass that there is. I'm gonna see that movie more than once. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. And I don't all know I'd if you want to go with me because I'm just—it's just gonna be the horniest movie. Like, oh have you seen god, the cast? <laughs> <laughs> Who plays the love interest for Zac Efron again? It's um Lily James, yeah, our third wife. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. We've seen more of her than we would do a normal wife if we were married in the fifties. <laughs> she's in it every time we see her go to the cinema. She's, she's there. So great. Anyway, yeah. um, anyway, is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> um. So there's a. I re. Okay. I'll save that one. I really like the mm-hmm. estate agent. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She was great. I don't know. I think she's in other stuff because she came on as like I so recognize her like voice, her whole demeanor. I was like, yes, yeah. I looked her up but couldn't figure it out. Maybe it's just that character. Um, but she came in and she's kind of like chirpy, but in a really unnerving way. Um, <laughs> and she's she's like trying to do the sell, but also like she's a fan of the dad, so she's trying to buy yeah. up to them. Oh, she has that amazing line. What is it? It's not every day I get a third. Uh, uh, Oh, a big time third stopsman or something in my office. Third baseman, yeah. Third baseman, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> and then she shows them the other house and she's like, well, and she has this voice. It's just so like, I like I, in real life, I would probably hate her. <laughs> That's kind of why I love her. And then she brings something really weird to this, the pool party. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Oh, it was a melon. <laughs> and I was just like, no, 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 she didn't bring the melon. Didn't she? Because we no, all the laughed other, at the, the woman who brought... melon was one of my other good things. She was just like, hey, and she just gives a melon. That's she, it. She brings a lemon. I think she brings a drink and it's like... Re- oh, she brings like a cake and it's got loads of rum in or something. And that's she's like, right, yeah. That's got enough rum in to, you know... Yeah. Something about a sailor or whatever. And then she starts to proceed to like eat it all herself. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why. I, was, I just really like... I think she honestly had more character development <laughs> than most of the family just because of these really small little weird lines that she said. So yeah, I liked yeah. her. She was... Yeah, she was good fun. And whilst we're talking about MVPs outside of the main cast, obviously the guy who cleaned the pool was amazing. <laughs> he, he had just a few lines. He had to dump a whole bunch of... Um, uh, exposition but he just did it in this beautifully amusing way where he was just really into pools 
And that, yeah, that made it very funny. So into pools. <laughs> so into pools. <laughs> okay, MVP of the family for me was Kerry Conran because mm. a lot of these like horror movies, the mum doesn't have much to do. She either becomes a victim of the horror or she's kind of just like there. In this one, she's kind of the driving force behind finding out the truth about the night swim. Mm. And uh, I like that. It's like, oh, it's not the dad and <laughs> it's not a kid. A lot of the time it's like one of the teenage kids or the kids together. This time it's the mum. And I'm mm. like, okay, cool. The mum's driving the horror movie. That's that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I'd have liked that more. Yeah, if she because you know, her husband goes off the rails. It had very Oculus vibes at time with the whole family falling apart kind of thing. Protagonist kind of swifting around, shifting around to whoever's left, <laughs> swinging kind around, of thing. <laughs> swinging around the place, um, swimming around. Yeah, it would have been nice if she'd been more centrally positioned. I yeah, guess. it would All have the been. Kids. Yeah. yeah, just a bit ambling. Um, what else have we got? I'm looking. In an inappropriate place. Uh, <laughs> I had. I was literally looking at Guy Madden's filmography <laughs> for a know. moment there, <laughs> <laughs> just reminding myself and enjoying everything. Um, God Almighty, give me uh, something. Um, oh, there was some really impressive underwater photography in this, including yes. a very impressive transitional shot where I think it's a tracking, establishing shot at the pool party, pulling out, swapping people, going around. And then it dives into the pool following a character and continues to film under the water. And that's pretty impressive. I was going to have underwater shots as one of mine as well, because yeah. some of them are, you know, when, like you see legs kicking in, kind of like, you know, like a Jaws kind of shot where you see legs kicking yeah. underneath. And then you're like, oh, shit, like <laughs> I can't see the top of this person. So I don't know what's happening above the water. So like you're yeah. in the water with them. And I think that they should have used that way more. Yeah, Jaws was definitely cited as an influence on this. I mean, should influ- have been more surely so. Jaws is like an influence on every water-based <laughs> movie. Also just every movie. Just every movie. We just didn't have any sharks movies. or water. But yeah, Jaws, I think, uh, yeah, in um, in Priscilla, yeah, Jaws. Yeah, Mass- yeah. actually there's quite, a lot of, there's quite a lot of pool in Priscilla. Not as much as there movie. is one, uh, wandering around. <laughs> no, just teenage girls wandering around. Just teenage girls wandering around. Is it me? Can I have... I know we've already mentioned it, but can I have the watermelon? Because it was so funny. It was so funny. Well, I don't know why we, we all found that really funny, but one of the... So they've got, like, a couple of friends who come to the pool party, and yeah. one of them, the pregnant lady, brings on water, like, a huge watermelon. And it's the mom's just like, so oh, awkward. You shouldn't have. And I'm like, is that what you bring? Have I been doing this wrong? Like, I bring I just... in, like, cakes or drinks or, like, you know, like a, like a nice plant. No, should I be bringing a watermelon? Because, honestly, if so, yeah. I'm confused about what people I, want i just laughed at how awkward it was she just hands it over and now she's just holding a melon and it's like <laughs> thanks there's like huge watermelon and then she like obviously like starts to chop it up and then try to do that horror trope thing where like she's getting a bit too close to her hand oh while she's was, telling the scary story yeah and i'm like do you just immediately chop up a watermelon like yeah when someone hands you a watermelon like are people gonna eat this <laughs> Well, I'm. I was so confused. Do <laughs> That's I... mainly what I was thinking about while the horror story was being told. I was like, "Hang on a second, what's going on with this watermelon?" At your next birthday party, I'm going to bring a watermelon, hand it to you, and just sort of expectantly look at you, like, "You gonna, you gonna eat that?" I don't even like watermelon. No, nobody likes watermelon. But you gonna, <laughs> you gonna eat that? You gonna? Hey, buddy. That's hey. the only thing you're gonna give me as well for my thirty fifth yeah. birthday. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I'll just be like, I organized a whole ass party for you and you give me a watermelon. Yeah, but like now it's a watermelon party. 
party everyone somehow you arrange for every single person that's coming to this party to bring me a watermelon <laughs> one whole watermelon that you've got to get home on the bus and there's like 10 people there so i've just got all these watermelons I'm like look watermelons. anyone want a watermelon like seriously guys i've got so many i don't even oh like watermelon and then that's even... how i developed my taste for watermelon so <laughs> yeah. yay it'll all work out in the end in the end um, i think i've only got one thing left so if you've got anything Oh, no, no, I've got... I I can do one thing. I did think that the mum of Rebecca gave quite an effectively sinister performance. She was... It was very weird, but I enjoyed her thing. And I quite liked her reveal of what she... Of what happened back in the day. I kind of liked that. Yeah, I mean, it was was a fine story. However, that is the point where I thought the movie got lost. I was like, oh, we're doing this big, like, horror movie reveal thing. Well, Great. now there's too many rules and it's too yeah. obvious what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my last one is your last one, right? <laughs> I think so. It's Shall the we? best it's... thing about this movie. It's the... So we're in the doctor's office and... Um... <laughs> I'm just thinking about... <laughs> we're in the doctor's office and the, the nurse is like, really, I've, I've never seen anything like it. It's quite incredible. Slow pushing on Wyatt Russell's faces. He's like, hey, what can I tell you? You know, I've been... Uh, doing my exercises you know i've been uh really relaxing water, at home yeah. with the kids in the water and then it's like slowly pushing in and then he looks he changes his view he's like looking at his wife and then he looks at the psychiatrist with full like lit by energy and it's just like we have a pool <laughs> it was just the way he was like we have a pool and like kind we of a pool. almost like he was smiling while he was saying yeah it. it was he was so happy about the pool but this is the thing is there is <laughs> and it was something so close to his face like the whole screen was like his face <laughs> and neck and he said we have a pool yeah. and all three of us just died <laughs> like it was so funny oh, dude, guys i i there's <sighs> no way you're finding a soundbite clip of this no no like no way because this is not in the trailer yeah. but no I was no, like, yes. I was like, that's it. this line was worth us coming to see. <laughs> yeah, this. this is the redemption of this movie. Like, oh <laughs> it god, was so good. And also, though, yeah. he was playing it, I guess, a bit like he'd been already like infected by the pool. Yeah. Um, and I just love that that his solution of doing that was to smile and say this like, we have a pool. We have a <laughs> it was pool. so good. And I I enjoyed the fact that like all, that got all three of us, which I quite enjoyed. Oh, it was so good. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, ama- amazing line. Kudos, Wyatt <laughs> Russell. Kudos for that. <laughs> On that one line. Um, oh, God. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, I think that does it for us. I Once again, I need to stop doing this. I forgot to ask the OG team, and there was so much time in which I could have asked the OG team this but time. Will anybody have had time to watch it? I was just on <sighs> Somebody Create Psychopaths um, this week, actually. It came out today, so if you yeah. listen to that as well, go find me there. Oh, yeah. um, but they hadn't seen it, <laughs> and they run a yeah. horror podcast. True, so it is. People but that's just because nobody cares. Yeah. yeah, no, that is true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we sorry, OG team. This year will be my New Year's resolution is to ask you more often about the films you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get into, in that case, the one better thing. The one better thing. Mine are so obvious. Oh, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws and Poltergeist, which you already not- mentioned because it's yeah. like the, the, the family dynamic it's one. It's the perfect family horror movie. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, if you want another family one, I guess maybe like... Anything Exorcist. Mike Flanagan has done? Yeah. Um, 
Only they'll be sad. One member will die and everyone will be bummed. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jaws, obviously, for the water and the drowning. Yeah. And if you want something a bit more fun, then I guess Piranha. <laughs> yeah. Piranha's... Wait, which Piranha? Do you mean uh, the uh, 3D three one? 3DD, yeah. Oh, 3DD with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> It's or got a 3D. Off in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or just God, just like you know, they've just go with Jaws. I mean, if you haven't seen Poltergeist though, like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, just hire your friend. A... Also, the first Purge movie as well is a oh, horror, yeah. is is like the only one of those movies which is entirely based on one family. So mm. it's um, uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh. Uh... Oh, it's uh, is it Lena Headey? Yes, Lena Headey, and um, it's like the mum, dad, and Ethan you know, Hawke, brother, sister. Yeah, yeah Ethan Hawke is the dad, um, brother, sister, and the sister's boyfriend. Um, are pretty much in siege in their house. Um, so if you like a bit more gore, you could yeah. go with the first Purge movie. If you haven't seen it, it's Shit. it's actually pretty good, to be honest. It is. Um, thinking about sort of indie horror things from this year. I, actually, I don't know how independent this is. Uh, <laughs> Lionsgate. Did they produce or just distribute? Hmm. Well, anyway, speaking of relatively um, <laughs> low-budget sort of um, horror movies from the last year, I really do highly recommend Cobweb. This is an indie. It's got fucking... Um... It's not an indie film in No, it's got what's-his-name in it. It's got the Homelander in it. Yeah, um, and it's got... Um, it's got um, fucking... Um, what's her name? Whilst you're thinking of that, it's... Um, from Mean Girls, in it? It's, it's got what's-her-name from mom. Mean Girls. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, anyway, it's... it's, it's, it's a... I liked Cobweb. Cobweb is great. It's from a rel- an unknown director. Like he hasn't done that much else. This um, uh, Samuel Bowden guy uh, from a writer who is yup. The only other thing he's written was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie from last year. But this is a significant improvement. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very spooky story about a kid on his own who's being haunted by some sort of creepy figure and has a sinister family. And there's all sorts of things going on around him. And it's got a very good sort of over the top Burton esque kind of visual aesthetic um which could take it into the realms of the absurd but there's just enough humanity and relatability in there for you to really relate to it and get involved with it whilst also creating an atmosphere of horror that is genuinely affecting and subverts a lot of expectations in terms of jump scares is quite savvy like there are moments where it makes you think that the thing's going to come out and then it doesn't and then something else happens instead the music is by drum and lace um, who people listeners to the podcast may know because they did the music to uh, Deadly Illusions, the terrible, terrible Netflix movie um, with Kristen Davis. In it, I didn't where... even get through that movie. It was so I bad, watched but... like half of it and I was like, it's not <laughs> worth it. No, it's terrible. But Drum and Lace nevertheless do a very good job in Cobweb, uh, as well as having an excellent name. And yeah, I think that's going to do it for the one yeah. better thing. One better thing. The one better thing. Katie, how can people find out about that horror chick and all the stuff she does? Um, I am, well, my blog is thathorrorchick.com where I review um, horror. I do things like reviews like this, but I also do things on like Shudder movies and also things about like really good horror horror movies that I perceive to be like the perfect horrors and rankings and all my other podcast appearances are on there too you can go to twitter and instagram though i'm absolutely terrible at both of those um but you can go there i'm there and that's at horror chick blog also i mentioned i was on this week's creative psychopaths the episode on Mm. um an amazing horror movie (laughs) eyes without a face (laughs) um 
which you can go and listen to and hear me talk about horror in general, but also that film. Yeah. Um, what about Absolutely. you guys? How can what about us? stay in touch with OGT? <sighs> People want to stay in touch, and I think that's great. And the way to do that is to interact with OGT Pod on X, on Facebook, on Patreon, where there is literally a million hours of, uh, it's probably literally a million hours of content in there that you can gain access to for just a dollar a month, including lots of uh, lists and skits and sketches and all sorts of things, conversations. A lot of really funny stuff, so do check that out. Amazing. I will, <sighs> because I'm already on there, but yeah, I will definitely <laughs> check it out. Please do that. Um, and also keep checking back here. We're going to be rolling on. We've got some very interesting things filmed for this year, including, potentially, some films that we've been putting off getting to um, for a long time, so be sure to listen because out for that. bad. Because they're so bad, they even frighten us a little bit, and we've decided that this year... Is the to fully take that on? Wow! So I'm so excited for you guys. Oh, <laughs> I, feel I love it when my friends bad. are depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel so much better. I'm Paul Bessing, <laughs> and I'm the chick that has to go to bed because I have to be up at seven in the morning tomorrow. And remember, the one good thing about being up at seven o'clock in the morning is that you might just get to your nearest screening of Night Swim. <laughs> Night Swing. <laughs> Night swing. <laughs>